Awesome. Well, church, we have an incredible honor and privilege today to hear from Pastor Tony all the way from Lucknow in India. And I got to sit with Pastor Tony a couple months ago. He invited me to breakfast and the food was, was okay. The food was good at breakfast, but our fellowship and just the wisdom, the grace and, the, and the, uh, what he poured into me uh, in our conversation, it was, it was life-changing. Um, I might be prone to hyperbole, I am a preacher, but when I say it was life-changing, I'm not being hyperbolic. Uh, honestly, it was a, a, a time in my, just that one conversation shifted some really big things in me and, and as a pastor and just as a follower of Jesus. Uh, pastor Tony planted his church in 1973, and he's been in ministry for 57 years. Um, and when they started, they had the first 10 years, they planted one church, and the second, 20 year, uh, second 10 years planted six churches. But let me fast forward a little bit because now in 2023, uh, ABC Church, they have 1,100 churches in India and over 100,000 Christians. Yeah. Um, and we have the privilege and honor to hear from this beautiful man of God. And, I, and I, I think it's awesome to talk about 1,100 churches. It's awesome to talk about big numbers. But what you're going to see with Pastor Tony is that uh, it's not about the result. It's about his relationship with Jesus and the deep humility and grace on his life. Um, it's impacted me so deeply. I, we had an opportunity to hear from Pastor Tony yesterday with some of our staff and the elders here. And everybody, I think, was kind of just drinking deep from the well of what God's doing in his life. So I am incredibly excited to hear from Pastor Tony today. Before we get to hear from Pastor Tony, he brought his tambourine and he's going to He's going to uh, uh, show us, or he's going to sing for us a little bit, and it's, it's awesome. I am massively impressed by Pastor Tony. Pastor Tony, thank you so much for being here with us. So good to have you here. Let's give him a warm welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for your warm welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Pastor Jake, for Having me and opening the door, I feel so good this morning. I've already enjoyed the first service. And even though everything here in America is different, you know, your driver sits on the other side. And when you switch on the light, you bring the button up and everything is different. We call, we say, Pastor, you say pastor. We say grass, you say grass. <laughs> we say water, you say water. And uh, uh, when I came to America for the first time, I was very confused. I'm in a different world. But when I, as soon as I enter in the church, I'm at home. So I, I feel so much at home and uh, feel the presence of the Holy Spirit that makes us one. And I'm enjoying, I've enjoyed it, and I just thank God, thank God for this opportunity and how God is connecting East and West. You can't go any further than India because India is on the other side of the globe. If you go any further, you will be coming back <laughs> because it's on the other side. 13 and a half hour ahead. They are already in tomorrow. But I just appreciate God for what he has done in India and what he's doing in your midst. People in India ask me, who is Jesus? Many of them have never heard about Jesus. 1.35 billion uh, 
they have surpassed China. And we say, he is my everything. He is my all. He is my everything. For great is Paul. He gave himself for me. Made everything dear. He is my everything. Now how about you? Some folks may ask me. Some folks may say, who is this Jesus? You talk about every day is my savior. He sets me free. Now listen what I tell you what he means to me. He is my everything. He is my all. He is my everything. For great is more. He gave himself for me. Made everything new. He is my everything. Now how about you? From much to glory. He's all I need. My breath, my sunshine. My friend indeed. My joy, my peace, my life. He turned it through. He is my everything. Now how about you? He fills my soul with joy. Along life day. He fills me through and through. Each night and day. Anoint my head with oil. My cup of flow. Before I call in prayer. My dear no. He is my everything, he is my all, he is my everything, for great is more. He gave himself for me, made everything new, he is my everything, now how about you? You know that if you could play the tambourine like that, you'd have made it. Come on. That was awesome, Pastor Tony. Thank you for sharing that song with us. Let me grab this mic for you really quick. So appreciate you being with us. And Pastor Tony has also, he says, you know, when he travels somewhere, he, he brings a blessing to share with us. But also, he's been blessed. And we were able to bless him on uh, Friday night because he got we watched the Oregon Ducks game together <laughs> and he explained to me the rules of cricket which I, I could not necessarily explain back to you yet and I was helping him to understand American football and uh, we got to watch God's team prevail so <laughs> you were very blessed huh Pastor Tony well just over the next couple minutes uh, we do this thing called footsteps and and I just want us to be able to to hear from Pastor Tony and his, his walk with the Lord and encouraging us as a, as a church of disciples that are out to make disciples. So without further ado, Pastor Tony, um, could you share with us maybe in just a, a couple of minutes how you found Jesus, your testimony? Yeah, it's a very awesome story. Uh, I received Jesus as my personal Savior at the age of 13. I used to go to Sunday school, and Sunday school teacher that day announced that uh, tonight we will have watch night service at 10 o'clock in the night, and uh, they pray and testify and do things and enter into New Year. I had no idea what kind of meeting this is because I was only 13 years. I went back home, and... Uh, asked my mother that we want to, we need to go to this meeting. And she said, no, your father is not here. He works in other city. And uh, it's hard for me to take three boys because we were three brothers at that time, 10 o'clock and come back one o'clock in the morning 
because in those days there was no uh, mode of transportation available. We used to walk everywhere. And this was 57 years ago. And uh, I started crying. I said, no, we need to go. We need to go. I really felt that we need to go. And my mother, instead of beating me or shouting at me, she said, okay, we will all go. And so we went to that meeting and people were giving testimonies that uh, we will do this and we will do this uh, next year and God has been good to me. And every time somebody finishes the testimony, I wanted to get up, but I could not get up. I felt like somebody is pushing me down. And so seven times it happened and then pastor saw me and he said, why don't you get up? and say what you want to say and I tried to get up and I was holding onto the chair in front of me and I could not get up but I tried to open my mouth and uh, I felt like somebody's binding my mouth with a rope couldn't open my mouth but I said I am a sinner and I promise I'll come to church regularly. Only two said. Then I dropped down on my seat and something started happening. I started crying. And the Holy Spirit was cleansing me. And all through the meeting, I don't know what happened. And after the meeting, they have tea and snack. I, I had come from very poor family. Children for a poor family, from a poor family, they will jump on the snack. I had no idea about anything. I was just having uh, uh, time with the Lord. And uh, my mother and brothers came to me and said, well, it's time to go. And they brought me out and I was not walking on the road. I was floating in the air. That experience of joy that I got that time, my house was totally upset because my father had, uh, had become a drug addict uh, and he was alcoholic. And uh, he, he went to jail a few times and uh, very bad situation. We had no food, but I felt like I'm the happiest guy of the world. And when I was going back home and that joy was so good that I cannot explain. And uh, when I was so happy, next day I started preaching gospel and next day and I was so happy running here and there and uh, I had no sadness of uh, being so poor one day one lady called me oh, you're very happy I will ask you after two years and uh, I went back home I started crying I said God you never told me that it's only for two years <laughs> And God told me literally, this is forever and ever. And folks, let me tell you, 57 years have passed and I'm still happy and excited, same way as I was. The joy that God imparts in you will not be taken away from you. The joy of wealth and the joy of building, joy of your car might leave you in few months or few years, but the joy of the Lord is forever and ever. This is how I accepted the Lord. Thank you for sharing that with us. What has been your most impactful spiritual discipline on your journey? Because you obviously have a passion for Jesus. Um, I mean, I wanted to encourage you. You don't seem that passionate, but... <laughs> no, you have a passion for Jesus, and that has been... For decades. So what has been the, the, one of the most impactful things in your spiritual journey of walking with the Lord? Well, everyone that comes to the kingdom of God and enters 
into a bond with the Lord, everyone enters by repentance. And that is amazing day. And that day when you come to the Lord, you are so full of humility and you love everyone. You get out and you feel like every drug addict can be saved and you want to heal every blind man, every sick and nobody uh, seems bad to you. And you want to bring everyone to the kingdom of God on that day because you've repented. But what happens sooner or later, that attitude of repentance leaves us. But uh, God taught me that you have repented, but continue to repent of your mistakes that you do. And just uh, in order to repent, what you need to do is to become very humble. Until you are humble, you will never say sorry to anybody. And the second thing he taught me, just repent and forgive. Forgiveness is such a thing. Without forgiveness, you have bitterness in your heart for the entire world. And if there is no bitterness, then your house is heaven. If you have forgiven your spouses, your children, your friends, your relatives, your church people. And I saw a great work done in me. And I I tell you, while you serve the Lord and try to do things in many people around you, it is very important for Tony, for you to work in you. And you continue to work. And God taught me a principle. And he said, you met me one day. I met you on that watch night service day. Uh, I don't know if it's 65 or 66. If it was before 12 o'clock, it was 65. If it was after 12 o'clock, it was 66. Because it happened in the night. But God said, that's good that you, you, you receive that. But you continue to connect with me. And every day you need to talk to Jesus. And when you talk to him in the morning, he says, he tells you your mistakes. It's been 57 years for me in ministry, but I still, every day when I talk, God still tells me my mistakes. You need to say sorry. You need to make up with this. And if you, if you are willing to continue to connect with God and uh, uh, listen to him on a daily basis, you will feel that you are fueled. I'm, uh, uh, I got uh, uh, opportunity a few months ago to ride on Tesla, Tesla car. And they were bragging about Tesla car, how good it is. But I found out later on that after 300 miles, it's good for nothing. It has to, <laughs> it has to go to a charging station. When the best Tesla car has to go to a charging station without which it's not good for anything, how much important it is for us to continue to go to the charging station. Your connection 
with your God will keep you healthy and your joy will never leave you. It will never forsake and you will be blessing in your house and around you and for many people in this world. So that's what I've learned from God that uh, in, uh, uh, even though we try to be more educated, find more books, read more, want to know more about moon and sun and science and all those things, good, I'm not against that but need to connect with God on a daily basis. And if you do that, you'll become blessing for people around you. So good. So, Pastor Tony, as we've been talking over the weekend, you know, Joy, Joy Church, we have a vision and a heart to make disciples. You know, we, we believe that every disciple is called to make disciples. And when we met for breakfast, you shared something with me about fruitfulness and what it means to be a fruitful believer, a fruitful disciple. Uh, would you encourage us with that and, and share that with us today about what it means to, to make disciples and, and what that means for being fruitful? Yeah, uh, fruitfulness is a very important thing. And the uh, uh, Bible speaks about a parable that the owner of this vineyard comes there and he calls the gardener and says, chop it up, chop this tree up. I don't want it here. It was a big green tree giving shade to many people. And God said, no. The owner said, no, because it's not bringing forth fruit. I come every year since last three years and try to search fruit. And there is no fruit. And uh, he said, chop it up. Uh, even though the tree was very, very big. So, you know, we, you, we could be very learned and qualified. We, we may be knowing uh, about God a whole lot. But the uh, Bible tells us, uh, my father is glorified if you bring forth much fruit. What is fruit? Fruit is bringing forth the same fruit, every fruit has a seed and the seed is potential enough to bring forth after its own kind another tree. Every fruit can bring another tree and that's what the plan of God is. You could be the good guitarist in the church, you practice more, you can become the best guitarist in Eugene or in Oregon. And you practice more, you become the best guitarist of America. And if you practice more, you become the best guitarist in the world. But I will not call you the fruitful guitarist. Fruitful guitarist is he who has taught 100 people how to play guitar, even though you're not very good, but fruitful. And it's important for every worship leader to bring forth Worship leaders, fruitfulness. A Sunday school teacher should bring fruit and more Sunday school teachers should be ready. Every musician should train up musician. Every pastor should be fruitful and they should raise other pastors. What should church do? Church is fruitful, not when it is big, but when it produces another church. Pastor, produce a pastor. If you, if, you can, if you can cook beef stew, good. But teach hundreds of people how to do. A lot of time, people hide their recipe. Well, I don't want to tell my recipe. In Christianity, the 
plan of God is that nobody will hide the recipe, but they will give the recipe to everyone so that there is exponential growth. This is how we will cover the world and God will be very happy. You know, when we planted a church, we were only 33 people. And uh, uh, we prayed a prayer the first Thursday. Lord, we want to plant 10,000 churches. On Sunday, three people left the church. <laughs> so we came back on Thursday and said, God, we want to plant more churches. Three people left. Sunday, four more left the church. And we kept praying for the growth. And we kept losing people. But a time came when we planted a church and the planting has become so healthy in India. And my biggest joy and my biggest treasure is my sons in the Lord. They're all over the world. And I just feel so rich that God enabled me to have fruits. And so folks, you are very good. No, nobody in this congregation is... Uh, not potential for anything. You have something or the other in you. And you give it, you produce, you uh, become a blessing for people and the church. And I believe that uh, if you bring forth fruit, you will be able to glorify the name of the Father. I'll ask one more question and then we'll share about some of the, the ministries you're doing in India. Um, is there a particular behavior that you've seen take or attitude that takes people as believers off course? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is I know it. I know it. Don't tell me. I'm better than you. Competition is such a thing that makes us disqualify for everything in the kingdom of God. We read about this guy. He brought the bag full of money. I mean, somebody brings bag full of money in the church. Thank you very much. We needed this money for the building. Bag full of money this guy brings. But uh, Peter says, I, uh, I don't see that God wants you to be a part in what we are doing, no partnership with you. Why? Why do you say that? I've got a bag full of money. And Peter said, because I see that you are full of bitterness and you are in gall of uh, uh, iniquity. What bitterness? The guy is saved. If you read the chapter, he's Saved. Number two is water baptized. Number three, he comes to Peter and he wants to have a, a ministry of laying hand of people so that they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But Peter doesn't want to give him. And he said, your money perishes with you. I see the bitterness. But what was the bitterness in Simon? The bitterness was, if you read the verse 9th of that 8th chapter of Acts of the Apostle, it says there was a man by the name of Simeon. He used to show sorcery, telling everybody, I am somebody big. This is a problem. You will not have a happy house. You will not have a happy church. You will not have a happy group. You will not have a happy team. If somebody says, I am not ordinary. I am somebody big. 
competition, jealousy, and telling people, not this guy, he didn't want this blessing to uh, promote the kingdom of God. He wanted his hand to be laid on people and people to see the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they speak in different tongues because this guy had nine items he used to do. In a, he wanted this thing as an item, tenth item. Don't take your ministry as an item. If you can heal people, if you can preach very good, if you can worship very good, if you can play very good uh, piano, if you are a very good man in the church, good. But no bitterness, no competition. And this guy, this guy's program uh, did not uh, get accepted from the Lord, even though he had the bag full of money. But folks, humbly, when we come to the Lord, uh, uh, this guy is so humble in the wilderness, uh, and he doesn't even have shoes in his feet. And um, uh, the man of God refuses everybody else who came dressed up, Eliab and other, uh, Jesse's son. He said, no. No, God doesn't want you. You are very tall and you are look handsome. You look like a king, but God doesn't want you to be the king. There is somebody whose heart is according to my heart. Folks, in the ministry, what works is heart. And your church will become heaven. Your, your house will become heaven. Your business will grow if you have a heart after the heart of God. And so it's important to work against, uh, against pride. And pride uh, stops you from becoming a hard person. Amen. Come on. Thank you. Is the, the conversations I've had with Pastor Tony and what you're hearing today, you know, I've asked him, okay, Pastor Tony, you guys planted 1,100 churches, you know, and I ask the very American question, how did you do that? He never told me. He won't tell me. He refuses to tell me the strategy. He just keeps saying, like, you need to be humble. You need to have a connection with God. You need to love people. And I know the Holy Spirit is telling us how. Because he's telling us the right path, you know, and what, what Pastor Tony is sharing with us today is so rich. Um, please don't look past it. Have a humble heart. You know, make yourself nothing like Jesus. In Philippians chapter 2, he emptied himself. Though he comes from the right hand of the Father, he makes himself as nothing. There is so much power in being a servant and having a humble heart and loving people, being somebody who says you're sorry and forgives others. And when we do these things, the, the Lord comes and is with us, and nothing is impossible for a believer who's walking in that humility. And I so appreciate you, Pastor Tony, for sharing uh, with us. Every time I get an opportunity to just sit with you and, and learn from you, I am uh, I'm changed. Like I, I feel a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest, because I always feel like I have to go have a time of prayer. You know, if you, if you know uh, that you've done it, there's something wrong in it because you have not done it. You just prepared the heart because as it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. How many? All these things, they will be automatically added. And this is also a part. The fruits come automatically. What is needed is the connection to the root. 
you continue to keep the connection to the root and the fruits will be automatic and if you lose the connection then you i have not planted any church it's the holy spirit automatically done it i just planted myself in god and i was rooted in god the way you talk the way you walk with the way you deal with people that has got more to do than you doing anything let heaven do it and heaven is so good when heaven starts performing anything he can heaven can do it So I just thank God for the things that God has done it. Amen. Just as we get ready to finish here, Pastor Tony, uh, in just the last couple minutes, would you share with us a little bit about how we can uh, help you and the, the ministry that we can partner with? And just to give you guys a heads up, uh, we have our legacy offering that we're going to receive on December 10th. And we, we give to both local and global projects. And one of the areas we're going to invest in is uh, into ABC churches and what Pastor Tony is going to share. But he's also going to give us an opportunity. He has a table in the back there uh, to be able to sponsor a child with the program that he'll talk through. Um, and uh, we're just so grateful for you and for the, that we can partner with you as Joy Church and partner with what God's doing in India. So uh, go ahead and share with us what, what, you, uh, are, what you guys are doing right now. I really appreciate the spirit of partnership and i'm i'm so glad that my coordinator mark smucker is sitting here he's my coordinator in america and i'm his coordinator in india and we have worked together for uh, more than 30 years uh, he came in our situation uh, in 1993 and uh, he came once before also in how god has used with the partnership uh, 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 with mark and uh, uh, we were like win win situation we won we 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 had uh, three or four churches seven seven churches we had when he joined and we had only one building we have 101 buildings uh, church buildings that we built in india three schools uh, and many free schools we have and it's just by partnership uh, and uh, so we just appreciate partner will say hey, tony you have such a potential country 1.35 billion people and people are hungry for the lord yeah i want to partner so we have a bait ministry and bait is very important to catch fish uh, and uh, alaskan people tell you that every fish is attracted by a different bait so you first uh, go to the bait shop and ask them Uh, what bait i used i want to catch fish in so and so river they will give you the exact bait so what is working in india is education system because millions millions of people are not educated we we have some places 100 villages and no school we planted a school there and people were so thankful because we planted a school children cannot read or write and they cannot go into city and we started doing that so we are doing that we call that ministry pcf poor children fund and through poor children fund we build buildings and one building will have 300 children and all of them will be free we'll provide the tuitions uh, and we'll provide the salaries for the teachers uh, and dresses copies and stationery and 
me and my wife, uh, we pledge to God that uh, in our lifetime, we will educate 10,000 poor children from first grade to 12th grade. Uh, we were recently in Dubai and a young man came to me and said, uh, can we meet you tomorrow with the team in so-and-so mall? Oh, so I thought he wants to give us breakfast. Uh, that was breakfast time. So went to that mall and he and his wife came and they started crying. And he told me a story that I'm from Lucknow and my father and mother couldn't provide money to me to be in this school and your uh, wife gave me free education. I graduated from uh, 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 intermediate 12th grade and then I got a job in Dubai. Now I'm a businessman in Dubai. I have invited a whole team to go with me to Nike shop and buy whatever shoe you want to buy. 11 people, he bought shoes, expensive one, and the guy was full of thankfulness. We have pastors who have gone through our poor children fund and they're pastoring churches. So you could do this. We will show you a video in a little bit. That is the building that we are doing right now. We want to do the opening of that free school building this next month in December. And uh, uh, I think almost uh, uh, 60 to 65 percent work is all already done. So that's a building. Pray. And if you want to, you know, support for that building to finish, that's one thing. And what we do to run the school, we take partners. And the partners will give me one dollar a day, 30 dollars a month. And that will go to provide uh, salaries to staff, books and copies and dresses and everything. So there, there's a table on that. I have brochures and uh, they're uh, like this, uh, perforated in two parts. This is the sign-up sheet. If you sign up, you don't have to give me any money right now. We will write to you and you will... Uh, one church, Live Bible Church, is doing our finances. They take our finances, send 100% to us. And uh, if you feel like, oh, this is a great ministry, I want to support uh, so that the church is blessed. And many, many young people, 1% signs up, that means one child. You are pledging uh, that child to be educated from grade 1 to grade Twelfth, and you never know that child can do something marvelous in this world. So the, you can come to the table. I will be there, and you can sign up that sheet. And I believe that one whole school could be supported from this church. And. Uh, the next thing that we do, we do church buildings. We used to do the church building for $10,000 in the villages. But after the COVID, it takes about $15,000 to do one church building. But every church building that we do there in the village, that church building is church building on Sunday. But Monday to Friday, it's a free school. We gather children and teach them there. And the church provides the teachers. So you could be uh, helping us build a building or complete this building that we are doing right now or just 
be a monthly partner $1 a day, $30 a month. And so may the Lord bless you. And uh, another thing that I want to, uh, to share that we need, very important, we need it. And if you can please help us, pray for us. Pray for us. Oh, your prayer is so needed in India. You know why? Because it is a persecution time in India. First time in India, three of my pastors went to jail for preaching. They simply say this man was giving money for conversion and he goes to jail. There's no bail. So one pastor was released just last week from the jail. He was doing Sunday morning service and uh, police came. Somebody uh, uh, put a false report and he was taken to jail straight away. But pray, we don't worry. We don't worry about jail. If it is plan of God for us to go to jail, uh, we will go. The jailer only gets converted and takes baptism with the entire family when Paul and Silas are willing to go to jail. And that's what our pastors have told me when they came from jail. I called one of the pastor and I said, well, how are you? He said, I'm preaching people in jail. It's easier to preach them here than outside. <laughs> he said, everyone wants to know about Jesus. So pray that if God wants us to continue to have this situation, we don't want it change. But just pray the Lord's will be done. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor Tony. So appreciate you. Wasn't that good? I told you you were going to be encouraged. And, and if, if you're not, it's your own fault. But I'll come on up and we'll pray for you and you'll be encouraged. And if you're not encouraged by that, there is Captain Crunch. Come on, Captain Crunch. And um, Man, what a rich time. So good. Thank you, Pastor Tony. And I'm excited for Joy Church for us to be able to partner with what they're doing in the, in the, in the nation of India. One of the things that we do as a church is we don't, we don't just um, invest resources uh, willy-nilly just because it sounds like a good idea. We, we are very strategic as leadership team in how we approach uh, investing. We look for really, really good fields that are already fruitful. And we just have a long-time trusted relationship with Mark, with Life Bible Church, getting to know Pastor Tony. Uh, he's, he's incredible. I uh, got to just barely meet Rocky, his son, uh, just give him a fist bump and say hi, but looking forward to get to know his family better. But this is a, a wonderful, fruitful ministry. And so I'm excited for us as a church to plant seeds of prayer, finances, partnership, travel, all that kind of stuff. And it's awesome to see what God's doing in India and here and all around the world. Amen. One more request. One more request. Please release your pastor in February 27, 28th, and 29th to come and be our speaker for our pastor's conference. Amen. So, it sounds like I'm released. <laughs> I got to talk to Bethany first, but yeah, I'm just teasing. No, it's good. Um, today, I want to just real quick before we finish, um, would you bow your head and close your eyes? If you're here today, we had a wonderful time hearing from Pastor Tony, um, but really the number one response, the first thing to do is if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, this is the moment. This is an opportunity to do so. Every single week at Joy Church, 
uh, people come looking for hope, life, answers. Maybe you're just kind of down and out. Or I don't know what's going on in your life, but I do know this. I know that you're not here by accident. Maybe it was a friend that invited you to church. Maybe you saw a TV ad or some Facebook thing, or maybe you just drove by and saw this building. But there isn't, there is not a coincidence. I believe God brought you here for this day. He loves you. Jesus died on the cross for you, and he invites you uh, to receive him as your Lord and Savior. You know, there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of darkness, and there's the kingdom of heaven. When Jesus was walking around on planet Earth, he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And you get to decide what kingdom you want to be a part of. And today you can receive Jesus as your king. You can say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my life, my allegiance, my faith to him. I'm going to bend my knee to him and, and take him as my Lord. Uh, and when you do that, you receive the benefits of the kingdom, the king's peace, the king's provision, his forgiveness for your sins, the king that came down from heaven and died on a cross for you. Uh, you can pledge your life to that king. And so if you're here today and you say, Pastor Jake, I want to give my life to Jesus, just lift up your hand so I can see. I'm not going to call you out or embarrass you, but just lift it up right now. Pastor Jake, I want to put my faith and trust in Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Come on, right here in this room. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Come on, anybody else? Thank you so much. That's awesome. 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 Okay. And we're going to pray this prayer together and we'll give you another step to take in just a minute. Please repeat after me. Let's all pray this together. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming down to earth. Thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for paying the price for my sin. Thank you for making me right with God. I give you my life today, all the good and the bad. I pledge myself to you, and I receive you as my king. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.